Welcome to the podcast. This is Pastor Tony, and I'm here with my good friend. Hey, everyone. This is Pastor Jeff. And uh, we're so excited because I've got great news for you. Jesus is coming back soon. Woohoo! And that is awesome. And uh, if the Lord came back today, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't be too soon for, for me because I know that if he were to come back, we would be with him and uh, we would be in heaven and it would be amazing. No more pain and suffering. There would be no more pain and suffering. And uh, the Lord said that, you know, we, we won't know the date when he's coming back, but we can, you know, discern the signs of the times. And uh, there's been some people that have set dates before. I've seen a few of those happen in my lifetime, and I remember one very clearly. It was in 1988, and the dude wrote, that wrote a book, his name was Edgar Wisnat, and he wrote a book called 88 Reasons Why the Lord Was Returning, like it was in September of 1988. And uh, it was really amazing because people took it seriously, even though Jesus specifically said, don't set dates. And uh, churches were filled with people I mean, the church that I was attending was Countryside Christian Center at the time. It was packed just before the predicted date that happened. But Jesus said that we shouldn't set dates. And uh, I'm going to read to you a scripture uh, that Jesus was you know, explaining to his disciples. And this is Matthew chapter 24. It's the Olivet Discourse. So they were on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said this to his disciples. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all of these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All of these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. So Jesus said that there would be persecution of Christians in the end times. He said that there would be false Christs. He said that there would be famines, there would be wars, there would be earthquakes. And uh, we can see that this is happening right in front of our very eyes, right now. And I think that is so exciting because all of the signs are saying that Jesus is coming back soon. What do you think, Pastor Jeff? Well, it's exciting to me because, you know, I, I do see this happening, and it is scary, and a lot of people, I think, are scared. And by the way, in 1988, I was playing with my monster trucks. I was only 10 years old. But um, even now, I know there's a lot of the doomsday preparers, and, you know, you see a lot of people kind of hunkering down or going moving to the, the hills of Tennessee and getting off the grid. But I think now's the time to tell people about Jesus. I think Absolutely. that there's there's a great awareness of, as we could see, there's just this persecution of Christians, as we see in the news every day. And I think it's important for us to just be prepared. And we're given a, a task, a job to do, and, uh, and that is to preach the good news. Because where there's bad news, there's good news. 
And I think that it's important for us to show that light to people because there, you know, I'm speaking to people every day. There's just such a, a, a being just a desperate for truth because, you know, what is truth anymore? You know, people are just in search for the truth and, and we have the truth. So the exciting thing to me is, is that we have such a great message to share and why not share it with the people that we work with and, you know, out in the community and definitely share it with our families. It's very important. I think that brings up such a good question. If we isolate and we move to the hills of Tennessee and get off the grid, how is anybody going to receive the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I mean, it's good news. It's forgiveness of sins. If we believe in Jesus Christ, that he died for our sins on the cross and shed his blood for us, we can be completely forgiven. And we can know that we're going to heaven. We can know that when Jesus returns, that we will be ready for his return. We will be ready for the rapture. So that is exciting. And I want to share with you some recent events and these are all really fulfillments of everything Jesus was talking about in the Olivet Discourse. Seems like it's happening every day almost. Like there's events, you watch the news, it's almost like, no, not another thing. It is happening every day. And everything that I'm getting ready to share with you happened in the month of April or is happening right now. And Jesus talked, he said there would be false Christs. And over the years, I've been saved since I was 19, and so I've been saved for over 30 years. Many false Christs have come up. Many people have said that they were the Christ. But I want to talk about right now. So at the beginning of April, I was watching TV, and this is a nationally televised event. The leader of the nation of Islam, he came on TV and he said that he was the Messiah. And he literally went on to say that Jesus of Nazareth, my Jesus, the Jesus I worship, was not the Messiah. And that he did not go to the cross. And that all of that was false and fake and that he was the Messiah. And I'm here to tell you, I, I believe with all my heart, and I know that Jesus of Nazareth, he is the true Messiah. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and the only way to salvation. So there be, have been many false Christs, and again, this is happening right now. Well, real quick, I just wanted to ask you, Pastor Tony, because this is a thought process that's come in my head, and I've been asked this too, is that there's been people that say, well, if Jesus in his day was doing miracles and he was claiming to be the Christ, which he was, how did so many people miss it, the Pharisees and so forth? Now, if Jesus is to return, how, what, what makes this guy that claims he's Jesus not Jesus? Like, how are we able to tell that Jesus is really coming back? What are, the, what are we supposed to look out for, I guess, is the question. That's what I'm talking about, false Christs. There will be famine in the lands. There will be earthquakes. There will be persecution. And to answer part of that question, why did the Pharisees and the scribes, many people miss the first coming of Jesus Christ? I believe one of the answers is, is that religion is very blinding to the truth. So true. And religion is about tradition, uh, a series of events, 
uh, that make us feel better about ourselves, like receiving communion, although it's not a bad thing, it doesn't save us. Baptism doesn't save us. It's, it's a good thing. But if we place our hope in baptism, we place our faith in communion, then we're going to miss the truth, which is Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And not only did he die, he rose again and uh, to prove that he is the true Messiah. But it's hard to believe that there is famine going on right now because we have an American perspective and we don't see people dying from starvation in our streets. But this is true. Literally 25,000 people a day, every day, die from hunger and starvation. And most of those people are children. Isn't that devastating? It is. Yeah, I was just um, talking to my, my wife who happens to be out of town, but she was just, she heard from some pastors in Nigeria and how um, they're just suffering so badly, they're, they're, the Christian church that their radical groups are literally going to village and village, just destroying not only their homes, their churches, but literally uh, killing off people. And so I think that sometimes in America, we, uh, we can kind of close our eyes to that, but we need to be aware because that's, that is the world that we live in. That's what's happening right now. We do. We need to have, as Christians, we need to have a world perspective and not an American Christianity perspective. 25,000 people a day, every day, dying from hunger and starvation. And Jesus also said a sign of the time would be earthquakes. And again, I want to bring up just a couple of days ago, April 22nd, there was a magnitude 6.1 earthquake north of Manila in the Philippine Islands. I've been there, and man, what an incredible thing that is happening Earthquakes are on the rise. They're increasing as the return of the Lord draws nearer and nearer. Also, Jesus said that there would be persecution. And this is just a couple of days ago as well. We just celebrated uh, the resurrection of Jesus. Easter Sunday was just a couple of days ago. And in Sri Lanka... There were over 300 Christians that were killed by coordinated terrorist attacks against several churches just celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, you know, Jesus said that, you know, if we follow him, the world's not going to accept us. And these Christians were just persecuted for believing in Jesus and just celebrating Easter just like we all did on Easter Sunday. It's so sad to see that. Definitely sad. So, so Pastor Tony, let me ask you a question. If, if you can say, as a Christian, you know, the people that are listening to this, what can we do to prepare for this? Because we know that Jesus is coming back, and we know he's coming back soon, and we don't know the hour or the time, so most likely we shouldn't be worrying about that, but we should be busy doing what? Man, if ever there is a day to stay close to Jesus today's the day for sure so we need to practice our christianity and we need to get up every morning and we need to be in prayer we need to be in worship we need to spend time with jesus because when we are spending time with jesus we are growing close to him he's in us we are abiding in the vine just like it says in john chapter 15 
We're abiding in Jesus. He's filling us with his Holy Spirit. So we have to prepare ourselves. And this is how we are prepared to withstand what is about to take place on planet Earth. We have to be full of Jesus. We have to be full of the word. And then I would say the other thing that we need to do is obviously we need to take as many people to heaven with us as possible. You know, we don't need to leave any soldier behind, no man left behind, no child left behind. We need to tell people about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Tell them the gospel, tell them the good news, because time is short. I believe all these events that are taking place in our world right before our very eyes are screaming the same thing, that Jesus is coming back soon. That's so good. You know, and a lot of people, they would tell me, you know, Pastor Jeff, I, I don't feel like I'm qualified to give this message because I think sometimes we can make it very complicated. And uh, it really is being the fact that we have the truth message. This is the truth amongst lies in this world. And so I think that just um, displaying the fruits of the Spirit, um, really when you mentioned about praying and spending time with the Lord, the only way that uh, we're, it's possible for us to display Jesus because, you know, most of the time if someone does us wrong, which happens quite often, we, uh, we want to maybe get angry or take it out or, or we have a very competitive world that we live in. And, I, and all I would say is this is what's changed me, you know, because, you know, I, I, I have to base it off of that. I, obviously, I have a lot of growing to do and, and everybody does. But what's changed me is in my relationship with the Lord. And that's you were talking about religion. You know, if you become religious, you, you miss the relationship. In the relationship, it's that's what what helps you every day because you know Paul says that it's a it's a, a blessing to go through these trials and tribulations. And I was thinking that doesn't make any sense a blessing to to go through all this, but it's a blessing because you get to display Christ if you know through the power of the Holy Spirit, Christ works through you. And so, what a great day it is that you can go through a, a one day withstand that temptation and display Christ in a, in a great way. And I think people are drawn to that because just like if you grow up in a household, maybe some of you guys out there have uh, been raised where, you know, people just have lied to you your whole life. After a while, you're, you're going, does anybody tell the truth? Like, is there any truth out there? And, and I think that when you have a relationship with Jesus and then you start to see these promises in the Word come true— you start to say, finally, you know, and that's what that's where I'm at. I say, finally, I see some truth in the gospel. I see these these not only these events you speak of happening, um, but I but I also see that through the Holy Spirit, that through through His power, we're able to display Christ, and other people are want to drawn close to Him, and that and and you know, anytime you know, I give a, an analogy of a, if there's a burning building, and you have the, the keys to the exit door, um, there's a lot of people are going to be looking for those keys for the exit door because they're going to want to get out of the burning building. And so I, I believe that, you know, we have the, the answer, which, you know, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. <laughs> and we have those keys. And I, I think we need to share that with, with other people and not, you know, I think it's selfish of us to, to keep it. Um, not only is it selfish, but we're commanded to go and, and tell other people. It's our mission. We're going to fulfill uh, the Great Commission. Oh, for sure. So uh, as, as for me and my house, that's what we're going we're gonna to do. We're going to keep spreading the good news. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not a pastor. 
uh, or a preacher. I don't have a platform. Man, everywhere's your platform. Your work, your school, everywhere you go is the greatest platform. You know, be with the people that the Lord has placed you with, and and I can promise you there will be fruits from it. Absolutely, and there is there is a sense of urgency in the message of the gospel also, because time is short, and this life is not going to last forever. No promises. Whether the Lord comes back or we face Jesus through death, time is short, and we need to stay close to Jesus, and we need to take many people to heaven with us, as many as we possibly can. Let's, uh, let's pray for our audience right now, and I believe the Lord to touch them. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you, and we thank you, Lord, that you've given us a roadmap in your Bible. We thank you that, that we can know what to expect because you've prepared us through your word. And Lord, we do. We just pray that as born-again believers, you would strengthen us and that you would keep our perspective that you would give us an eternal perspective, Lord, and that we would keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord. Our heads lifted up because we know that the return of the Lord is soon. And Lord, I pray that you'd keep us about our Father's business, keep us close to you so that we won't be deceived by any false Christs. Keep us busy serving you, Lord God. Use these hands and use these feet, Lord, to minister the gospel of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Pray that you bless the audience, Lord, and be with them. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hope you guys have a blessed day, or if it's evening time, get lots of rest, and have a good day tomorrow. God bless you.